0: Join Greenbook at the 2024 Insight Innovation Exchange Conference Series. IIEX is your global hub for connections, inspiration, and innovative solutions in market research. Visit greenbook.org events to learn more about events in Asia, the Americas, and Europe. Use the code podcast for 20% off general admission on all upcoming events.
1: Hello, everybody. It's Lenny Murphy with the Greenbook podcast. Since it is Thanksgiving week... We are taking some time off to be with uh, friends and family and loved ones. Hope that you are doing the same. But we are representing one of our most popular episodes. This is the one where we interviewed uh, Linda Lomolino from Walmart about the launch of the new Walmart research product. So hope that you enjoy it. If you didn't catch it before... It is uh, worth listening to. If you did catch it before, it's worth listening to. Again, we will be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, hope that you have a happy Thanksgiving. Take care. Hello, everybody. It's Lenny Murphy, and welcome to another edition of the Green Book Podcast. Welcome. Thank you for sharing your time with us today. And we've got a, well, all of our guests are special guests, but I think this one is is particularly cool. So we have Linda LaMolino, who recently got a promotion just this week to Senior Director of Product Management Data Ventures at Walmart. Linda, welcome.
2: Thank you so much. It's so wonderful to be here.
1: Well, uh, let, let's see if you think that when we're done, <laughs> but certainly appreciate it. And again, congratulations. That's not we, so we that yet to say recently promoted. Just what Wednesday?
2: Yes. Yes. That, I'm super excited.
1: That's very cool. So Linda, why don't you uh, tell the audience a little bit about you and your role at Walmart to set context?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So a little bit of context before I dive into my current role I am a sociology major, so I've always been passionate about understanding people, their behaviors, and their experiences. I started my career in consumer insights, so working for both small boutique firms as well as larger firms like GFK. I helped brands improve services, offerings, advertisement, both in the U.S. and in Brazil. I also spent several years in the public policy and public opinion space, so I led the CBS News and New York Times poll, as well as the CNN poll, and then I also helped a lot of partners in the healthcare space, so the Harvard School of Public Health and the Kaiser Family Foundation inform public opinion around healthcare policies, but also shape healthcare policies, and Once I was done there, I received a call from Walmart and they invited me to help scale customer voice through technology. And so that's how I was introduced to the product management space. And so we built technologies over the last three years that have helped Walmart listen to customers and bring customers into the decision-making process. And those technologies scaled very nicely for other audiences like associates, drivers, sellers, members, And some of those technologies were so compelling that we are now commercializing them through Data Ventures. And so that's how I'm in my current role today. So I lead a phenomenal product team within Data Ventures, and we're really helping our partners and clients, so both merchants and suppliers, understand the customer, listen to the customer, and ultimately build better products and services as a result.
1: That is very cool. And my brain's going in a hundred different directions to, uh, to explore that. But that was also, so you recently spoke at IEX in Austin, and that was kind of the context of, of your your talk there as well. Is there anything else you'd want to mention about that that dives in a little bit deeper?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So first of all, the conference was fantastic. It was so nice to be in person again after so many years of not being in the circuit anymore. Also phenomenal talks from from other folks as well but what i really wanted to focus on and what i did focus on was you know the acceleration that we've seen over the last 2 years specifically and so as humans we tend not to change our behaviors and our patterns very frequently as a insights expert you know we all understand that it takes typically a life event so a new job a new city a new baby but in our case we had a pandemic right and so as a as a world, right? We underwent a life event in unison. And what that did for us collectively is it introduced a lot of uncertainty and uncertainty leads to the experimentation of new things and experimentation then leads to the consolidation of new behaviors. And so what we really saw was an acceleration of change over the last two years, and then also the introduction of new things that we weren't seeing before. And For Walmart, this really emphasized for us the need to understand customers more quickly, be able to react, behave in a more agile fashion. And so this importance of data really, and not only understanding customers attitudinally, but layering in transactional, behavioral, Um, and a multitude of other data sources so that you can truly understand customers from a 360 lens is really what my talk was focused on. And one of the things that we saw in the data is the introduction of new ways of shopping, right, driven, accelerated by the pandemic, right? So think about online grocery delivery and pickup, which started off as new behaviors as a result of health concerns, But then as customers tried these new things, they found that they were time-saving or they were, you know, they helped families uh, in their routines and their busy lives. So that experimentation led to the consolidation of new behaviors. And so it's really important for brands and retailers to understand customers at a very granular level, because what we're seeing in the data is increased personalization which leads to the divergence of behaviors, right? And so what you can't do is you can't average out customers anymore, right? You really need to understand them more granularly. And so really, again, data and insights is at the core of that. And so that was really what my talk was focused on. And then obviously introducing what we're doing in Data Ventures through Walmart Luminate and how that's helping our partners, both our merchants and our suppliers really understand that customer 360.
1: So that may be the best synopsis of <laughs> the, the change in the last couple of years that we've been observing and, and recognizing that I've ever heard. So thank you. Uh, that, that was. <laughs> if our audience can't see me, but Linda can, you know, nodding the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is so interesting. But now, now what? So let's step back for a minute because prior to the pandemic, where I kind of my industry analyst hat, I right, was observing Walmart making acquisitions, buying analytics companies, for instance. I think a few started seeing that really a few years ago, that they were investing heavily in building an internal data capability through acquiring companies. And it was clear, at least I thought it was clear from my perspective, that it was part of a trend that we were seeing many companies of scale like Walmart that has access to so many different sources of information both direct to consumers, but also across the supply chain and, and the entire ecosystem of leveraging that to create real efficiencies. Very similar to what we saw with Google. And their Google surveys would be one example relevant for this particular audience. Of course, they were going to do that. Why wouldn't they? It made perfect sense. And we've seen other companies do similar things. And we're seeing more of that now, again, which I guess you can maybe speak to Well, so I know we we need to be careful on the the details here, but can you speak to that trend in general from your perspective on why a company like Walmart that you think Walmart's a retailer? Well, yeah, but the retail, you know, that that entire ecosystem is incredibly complex from just within the groceries, you're entering into groceries from from the farmer, you know, (laughs) who's selling their, their produce all the way up. You know, to, of course, the major manufacturers, et cetera, et cetera. All the things that are involved in that process into the store. Now the digital channels as well. Now the delivery systems evolved with all of that. And, of course, ultimately, you know, the consumer engagement is incredibly complex. And there's such a wealth of information there that you have intrinsically. So why wouldn't you also add capabilities to augment that? information as well in more of a direct kind of traditional research way as well that's my take is that accurate does that kind of capture the the thinking that's been going on in your organization and others that yeah why why wouldn't we do this
2: i very much agree with you and i've seen that trend and it's not specific to walmart i think to your point we've seen it across the industry right and so i think it starts with companies realizing that they have very valuable data assets, right, at their disposal. And then the natural evolution of that is to say, okay, well, data data in itself is not valuable. The tech that you build on top of that data asset is where really the value comes in, right? And so to me, there's there's a couple of things, right? So the insights extracted from data can lead to essentially efficiencies and improvement in how companies operate, right? So that's sort of the improving version of data monetization, right? Then you have the wrapping, which is essentially using that data to improve your products and services, right? So can I be more predictive? Can I be more prescriptive? And so to me, that's like a second component of data monetization or realizing value from data, right? And then that third component would essentially be how do I commercially create value from data right and so I think naturally you start off saying I'm going to use data and insights from data to improve my the way I operate the next thing is I'm going to improve the way my products work and then if there's true value I can also commercialize that data and I think specifically at Walmart what I can say is we take our customers' data very seriously, right? And so we have been very thoughtful about how we ethically use the data to improve what we're offering customers without compromising both privacy and governance around data, right? And so I just want to emphasize our take on generating insights is really about learning more about our customers but making sure that the insights we deliver are always at the aggregate level and that, you know, obviously none of the data components of the customer are are ever compromised. Right. But yeah, I think, you know, nobody knows our customer better than we do. And so why not leverage insights coming from our data assets to bring the customer into the decision-making process? Right. So if more people within an organization have a deeper understanding of what customers want and what customers need, that improves our ability to deliver value to our customer and ultimately win their loyalty, win wallet share. And so I think a lot of retailers and brands came to a similar realization that the more I can democratize data within my organization, the more I can arm not only operations, but merchants and suppliers with a common understanding of the customer, the more I can, again, facilitate collaboration, facilitate an understanding and, you know, bring better products and services to life. And so for me, it's a very natural evolution of this sort of course of, wow, I have this amazing data asset. I can not only improve my business, but I can improve the entire ecosystem with those insights. Hopefully that makes sense.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And for, you know, if we go back several years, two examples come to mind that, that are, I think, are here. one would be Tesco with Dunhumi and how they've evolved from just kind of scanner data, right, to, uh, to now they, it is a, a fully baked insight, data, research, and marketing organization. Well, I mean, they're playing in all of those arenas now. Kroger with 8451. Yeah, you know, which is now a, a standalone research organization that serves their internal customers as well as external customers, and and monetize that. Uh, those are just two examples that kind of mind that I I think are really really interesting that they've taken it. They've taken that same idea to the next level, but of course, as large as they are, they're nothing compared to Walmart. You know, as as a global company, uh, <laughs> you know, it kind of boggles the mind to think of the the scale that you have. And the diversity of information around populations, that wow, you're sitting on just a, a gold mine, not so much from the, the economic value, but I, I know that, that that is there, but you know, the big picture idea of like there's so much you so much information that you have about so many people on a global basis, and to leverage that in new ways and to invest in a variety of resources to develop that is just cool. I commend you on that. So if we look at, at Dunhambi or 8451, those type of things. Is there a, a path that you could talk about where those capabilities start being externalized a bit more? Or is the vision that you're keeping this within your, you know, more of your your own internal ecosystem?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So we are already, we are already serving external clients. So okay. Walmart Luminate is the first product coming out of data ventures. And again, the vision here is to, our North Star has always been our end customer, right? And so our plan is to continue to put out data products that ultimately serve our end customer. It's one of the things I love most about Walmart's culture is this customer centricity, our, our customer obsession. And so this first offering, Walmart Luminate, Really ties in the what, the where, and the why of customer behavior, and so you have shopper behavior that's really focused on how do customers shop across our omni-channel ecosystem. We then have channel performance, which focuses on you know the where, so you know what different channels are they leveraging. It's really focused on operational metrics, so optimizing the operations for suppliers. And then the why, which is our primary research offering, which allows both merchants and suppliers to talk to real Walmart customers about a specific topic, right? And so essentially in a centralized ecosystem, you have the what, you know, the where, and the why, which is a really compelling offering given that today most companies need to stitch data sources from multiple suppliers, or they need to use different vendors, and try to make sense of data that's coming from from a lot of different places. And so with Walmart Luminate, we have granted access both to our internal stakeholders and our suppliers, right, commercially. And the beauty of that is they're starting to speak the same language around the customer. And so it's facilitating a common understanding, facilitating collaboration like we've never seen before, And so, yes, we are offering it commercially to suppliers. But before that, we offered it internally to our merchants. And it's really amazing what a universal language around the customer can do. And it's going to fuel our partnerships with our suppliers. We're already seeing the magic. And so I'm very excited about scaling that over the next year or so.
1: So I'm about to get really geeky because I'm really excited. (laughs) Um, And I'll throw out other examples and we'll see where, where we go. You may recall, gosh, twelve years ago, I think something of that nature. LinkedIn started offering sample, right? Now they quickly realized, wow, you this industry is crazy, and we're not going to do this, and they withdrew. <laughs> um, I was one of their clients who probably helped make them come to that conclusion. Why can't you <laughs> build a thirty-minute survey with with CEOs, right? Uh, <laughs> but so there's google google surveys right we've seen so many examples of companies that are sitting on not just data assets but connections to uh to a population that are exploring basically early uh, basically diy survey capability you know research capability sample plus data collection and and analytics and having that as a as a revenue center within the company is illuminate are you going that far where I as a customer could go in and like like I use you know with SurveyMonkey or AYTM or you know a platform? Okay, I'm gonna order sample, I'm gonna program my questionnaire, I'm gonna deliver it through your channels. Is that part of the vision? If you could comment on that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I can I can, oh my goodness, talk about geeking out. Now I'm the one who's gonna geek out on this stuff. So we have a primary research capability. And I actually want to talk about some of the things that I think make this very different than other sampling offerings out there. And that's probably because I was born and raised in the industry and spent a lot of time working through what many insights experts have been struggling with over the last decade, right? Sampling fraud, bots, trash data, you know, having you know, survey takers take six surveys a day and essentially become professional survey takers, right? People who are trying to game the system. So let me talk a little bit about what we've been building because it's something I find really different. And I think we're trying to set ourselves apart from how the industry has done primary research in the the past 10 years. So about three years ago, when I joined Walmart, we really wanted to make the voice of the customer more readily available for our internal partners. And so with this vision of infusing the customer into more decisions, we started to build a proprietary community, right? And we were strategic about calling it a community and not just a panel, right? And so could we reward customers for spending time on feedback, right? And have them double opt into a community where we were going to be very thoughtful about survey length and about what we put in front of them, right? And so we established some really strong governance and hygiene rules. So you'll never, if you're a part of the customer spark community, you'll never get a survey that's longer than 10 minutes. In fact, most of our surveys are at the five minute mark. And the reason why is because we want to make sure engagement rates are high, response rates are high. And I'm so proud of how we've been able to maintain this population over the last three years. We see response rates that are 4X what the industry sees. And I know because I was in public opinion and it was low single digits. (laughs) And it's been really remarkable because the attrition rate of our community over more than three years is so low, which to me points to the fact that we're, we're being very thoughtful about what we put in front of them We make it short enough that they can take it on their mobile device. It doesn't take too much time. The questions are compelling and they really feel like they're helping Walmart make decisions on what products or services that we should offer next. So this community has helped inform over a thousand business decisions over the last three years, just internally. And that includes W+, autonomous vehicles, grocery delivery. We've really been a part of a lot of the biggest decisions being made across the enterprise and so being able to offer this now to our suppliers by the way in a very thoughtful and governed way right so you can't just purchase sample you can't just you can't redirect them to off our platform and so yes it's diy but we also hired methodologists who have helped us build this product out so that it has the right templates it has the right question bank it's reviewed by an expert team before it goes to the community. The community can dictate how often they want to be contacted. So if you're on the if you're a part of the community and you say, "Hey, I only want to see a survey once a month." That's all you're going to get from us. And so again, I think a lot of us who grew up in the industry took a lot of the things that we didn't love or that we were concerned about and we've tried to address it. I'm not saying we got it perfect, but we really are being very thoughtful about how we bring in data science, you know, governance, hygiene. We're very thoughtful about all of like CCPA and other privacy laws. And so I think what we've built is really robust and we're excited now to offer it to suppliers. And I'm happy to say that suppliers are engaging beautifully with the product, especially as part of a larger offering, which is Walmart Luminate. And so yeah. In short, I'm super excited. And I think we're we're doing it a little different than the LinkedIn example, right? But it's certainly, I think for us, ultimately, this means customers will be engaged in product development, in concept testing. And that means that our suppliers can now talk to real verified Walmart shoppers and they can actually speak to the right customer about the right topic, right? So what our platform allows customers to do or clients to do is Talk to customers who have, you know, bought something in a specific category or perhaps haven't bought something in a specific category. And it allows suppliers to ask why, right? So why haven't you shopped diapers at Walmart? Or or why did you buy Pampers instead of Huggies, right? And so, I mean, that's a really compelling way to do it. So we don't need screeners, right? Because we understand these customers transactionally, behaviorally. And so really for us, it's, it's a really unique position to be in and it's, it's really compelling.
1: Again, audience can't see me if you, if they could, yeah, (laughs) I'm blown away and, (laughs) and because yes, everything that you were describing and I, my, I got my start in research in polling as well. So yeah, we've been fighting these fights for a long time and, and talking at least green book and me personally talking about these ideas of there's a better way to do research and the better way to do that is through these relationships with consumers and building integrated systems so it's incredibly cool to hear you and the company of the the stature of walmart to say yeah uh, and i don't mean that uh, you listen to me that's not what i mean it's common sense right anybody with a lick of that shouldn't figure this out years ago to be doing it that is just awesome we we could talk a lot about this and actually I so there, there's there's gonna be a follow-up conversation on this, Linda. Good. But now the next question, if you're building that capability, and it is uh, it is survey-based, and we know that consumers are also... The, the way consumers engage is changing. A lot of that was accelerated via, via the pandemic. Our audience can't see, it, but we're on Zoom, right? We're looking at each other and talking. Is there a vision to expand the capabilities to be more hybrid with more of a qualitative capability as well? Based on the same same model, but rather than a five minute survey, that you know a quick IDI or group, are you looking at those type of ideas too?
2: So, Lenny, it's unfair that you're reading the roadmap.
1: Uh, it just, just
2: what makes sense. <laughs> it does makes sense. <laughs> yeah. so I'm super excited. Yes, we are still this fiscal launching qual, and after that, we're obviously very excited about a lot of the capabilities actually that you listed. And that's what I love about product management and taking something like a product mindset and applying it to primary research, right? Or to data in general, right? So with product, your job of developing is never done, right? And so Quant is our first offering. Qual is a natural companion to Quant, especially if we can offer it through a tech platform. Being able to do... Ethnographies, being able to jump into focus groups, IDIs, diaries. I mean, all of that makes a lot of sense, especially once you've established a platform. And this is this is where I think it starts to get really, really exciting. Is we are actively listening as product managers, we're always actively listening to the users of our product to under better understand where they want us to take it. And so we have been staying very tightly connected both to our internal stakeholders as well as our external clients. And they have said the same thing. When can we get qual? You know, when can we start pulling in ethnographies, diaries? And so our vision really is to start really ramping up the research capabilities in both the quant and qual spaces. And this is where I'm excited to potentially partner with other research providers, right? Because some of it is being built it's our proprietary technology, and it makes sense. And then there are other spaces where it makes sense to partner because someone could help us leapfrog that capability. And so, yes, stay tuned. There's a lot that will be coming out under Walmart Luminate and specifically under customer perception, which is the primary research capability. And yeah, I'm I'm super excited to be launching more features and, and functionality later this year.
1: Okay. So now reading your roadmap uh, or at least how i would put the roadmap so i would imagine and follow up on what you said that there will be some things if you're gonna go that route facial coding makes sense as an embedded capability that'll be an API I expect through an existing through another partner if you decided on having or eye tracking those type of capabilities rather than that being an internal development or even an acquisition there's plentiful partners that you could do an SDK and have those capabilities. So One, are those type of augmentations the type of things that you'll be partnering with? Is that what you envision? And second, the next phase of that is, well, what about a service capability? Because what every platform has learned is that effectively you have to offer do-it-yourself, do-it-with-you, and do-it-for-you because clients have different needs based upon the base of the study. So are you looking at Expanding a service capability as well to address those deeper issues that isn't just a quick concept test, but but really is a little more strategic in nature,
2: Yeah. So the first half of your question, so the partner versus develop for us is is a decision that we make thoughtfully at the capability level, right? And so Walmart is an incredible company. And a lot of the technology is coming from across the enterprise, right? We've built some really compelling tech and intelligence, and some of it may be a great fit for data ventures, and some of it is not necessarily a great fit. A partner might make more sense. And so that's sort of how we're thinking about it is we don't necessarily make the decision to partner or not to partner without evaluating how would we build it ourselves, and is there someone who's doing it better than than we could or faster than we could. So that's, that's the first half of the question on the second half of the question. You are absolutely right. We who have grown up in the industry know that yes, there will be companies who have the right experts on the other side who can run a DIY survey with their eyes closed. Right. But then we also know that there are teams who are either too lean to do so, right. It's not that they lack the expertise, but sometimes they lack the bandwidth and then some companies really do don't have a a stood up consumer insights team that has spent, you know years refining surveys and and doing all of the data and insights aspects as well. And so we are looking closely at partnerships in terms of service, and we are also looking to enable service through the platform. So that's something that's actually already part of our roadmap is can our clients bring in their partners? to help them realize all of this value, right, from the data. It's a lot of insights. And so naturally, a lot of companies want to bring in their partners into the ecosystem, and our ecosystem actually allows for that.
1: So you may or may not know this, but a few years ago, we were envisioning this transition to more of a digitally-led industry and in trying to address this issue. And we build a platform called Savio, which was effectively a talent marketplace for the insights industry. And the, the the it's been mothballed, but this idea of needing to create an agile, flexible service component for technology-based companies is an important one. There's actually some news coming from us soon on the status of Savio and that idea. So we may want to circle back around and have a conversation because I think that for me, the core of it is as an industry we are an ecosystem. How do we connect that ecosystem in a new way that is based on the reality of where we are? So even our, our producer Karen Lynch, you know Karen is a moderator that, that is her background is in qualitative research, an amazing skill set, an amazingly in demand skill set. But does that make sense to build to have a whole staff in the case of Walmart with your I would imagine you know your, you could keep 100 moderators working full time all the time. But does that make sense to have that? Or does it have sense to have a more agile and flexible access to a workforce that one group may be fully trained on your capabilities, but maybe you decide to plug into, I'm I'm just throwing out stuff, Discuss I.O. for your virtual focus groups, and they're trained on that platform instead. You know, those type of things. Anyway, there's a whole other conversation. (laughs) That we should have, but it's so cool the possibilities of those things. you're building it. It's amazing. I'm jealous. you're building the stuff that I've been talking about building for years and you're doing it and that's so awesome.
2: yeah, and thank you. I obviously think I have the coolest job in the world, but I couldn't agree with you more. I think that you know there has to be a way to bring experts in when it makes sense, right? because it doesn't it does not make sense to your point for us to have a hundred moderators on staff, right? But we need to be able to enable our clients to do the best research possible. And that's really why we like to call it a platform, right? Because the definition of a platform is, is technology that connects different groups together, right? And so in our case, we're connecting suppliers or merchants to the customer. But can we expand that definition to say we're connecting moderators with suppliers and we're enabling them through our platform? And so that is that is the vision that we have, right? So. We understand that without some version of service, DIY platforms struggle, right? And so we're trying to hit it from both angles. We have a very strong, and and this is something I'm so proud of. We have a very strong product design and UX team that is constantly trying to figure out what is the best way to display information so that it doesn't overwhelm, but it empowers the user to travel through the journey without getting stopped because they hesitate as to whether or not they have the expertise to do it, right? And that's the other thing too, that I think is really important. A lot of companies I think have been hesitant to democratize access to things like a DIY platform because the concern is you're gonna collect bad data and then you're going to make bad decisions as a result. My personal perspective is choosing not to run a survey or an in-depth interview, or look at a report is the equivalent of making a bad decision, right? Because you're essentially choosing not to use data to inform your decision. And so the answer can't be, don't grant access. The answer has to be, let me grant access with the right tools and people in place, right? To help me get to the insight. And so I know that the concept of democratization makes people really anxious, but I think there's a beautiful way of doing it by putting in the right guardrails, the right expertise, building it and infusing it into the product, right? So that you could rarely make a a bad decision. In our case, you know, we're using data science to build out models that will review surveys for things like double barreled or, you know, biased questions or, and so- I think, again, the answer can't be don't grant access, it's grant access, and what else do you need in order to do it well? And so that's kind of my personal perspective, and it's, it's really helping us guide where the product goes.
1: So, you know, I make it my business to, to have my finger on the pulse and to, to know what's going on. And I'll tell you what, I had no clue that you were going this far. This is a groundbreaking conversation that the industry needs to hear? Because I don't think anybody else really gets it either. Linda, not that you're going this far. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Is your response to that of, well, then you're not paying attention or have you been kind of not necessarily in stealth mode, but you're, you're just now beginning to really talk about where things were going?
2: Yeah, I I don't think people knew we were doing this. And I say that because of the reactions I've gotten from The IA conference, and then more recently, the IIEX conference. You know, I think it is what we are doing, I think, is groundbreaking, if I may say so. And that's only because I've been in the industry for 15 years. And so seeing us bring together not only experts, but technology to enable experts and tying in more than just primary research, right? But all of these different data sources for a complete understanding. I mean, it's something that I think is not really been done before, at least not at the scale. And so I I yeah, I think we have been a little quiet, but it's exciting to see people's reactions because when I presented at these last two conferences, I I could see the pin like sort of drop for folks. And, you know, I've I've had a lot of really fantastic companies and, and not just, you know, companies looking to partner, but Companies who, similar to Walmart, you know, they're, they're either retailers or they're, you know, they're brands and they're saying, hold on a second, what are you doing? How can we do that? And so, yeah, it's been, it's been really encouraging and validating in a lot of ways. And yeah, I'm really excited about where we're taking this.
1: Yeah, I expect there's a lot of folks who hear that that go, holy crap. <laughs> in multiple contexts, <laughs> what that means for them. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I remember the example when when Google surveys launched. Uh, I, I remember vividly, I was in a meeting in New York and the news popped, right, that they were releasing Google surveys. And I went that night and blogged about it, right? And it was, oh my God, what are the implications of this, right? And it really was pro. Now, has it been this profound as I thought it would be? Probably not. But it was. Holy crap for, wow, there's so so many possibilities. And holy crap, if you're a supplier, guess what? You know, this is a competitive behemoth, right? You must pay attention to, right? This raises the game for everybody. This is an exactly comparable, maybe even more so type of conversation. It really does change everything. And not because it's, it's, you know, a revolutionary idea, but it's a revolutionary application of the idea. It's an execution. It's it's doing it and no one has done it the way you're describing at that level yet. So, anyway.
2: So, <laughs> no, and and Lenny, if I can add one more thing that actually a client pointed out to us different from the googles and the linkedins and the facebooks, our values are aligned to our clients' values. In other words, The CPG companies and and the supplier space, what they want is very much aligned to what we want, right? And so the beauty of that synergy, right, doesn't exist necessarily with a Google, a Facebook, and a LinkedIn, right? And so when, you know, this alignment on customer centricity and then the tech to enable those conversations and that understanding... I think adds another layer of what makes this pretty unique. And um, yeah, very excited about where this is headed.
1: Yeah. I, so yeah, we could go out forever. We'll be conscious <laughs> of time because my brain is swimming. I do have to ask one more kind of future looking question. And yeah. think about this, that yeah, the difference between uh, Google, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, is that they're not commerce driven. They don't have that same relationship. They are advertising driven. Now the possibilities for attribution and those things, not so much for Google, but maybe Facebook. We could argue that they could get to have a, a an attribution, full attribution model with advertising. Amazon probably could. Sorry, I probably shouldn't have said that. Uh, <laughs> they could get to that place. Are you looking at a advertising element at some point in the future as well to get to that that holy grail of customer journey and, and experience, including advertising awareness and exposure and, and attribution
2: yeah, I could not be more excited about this topic, And we probably again need to do a whole nother session on activation. But for those who are listening who are not aware, Walmart has a beautiful business called Walmart Connect, and that's really focused on, you know, presenting customers with the right ads, right? Be it in store or online. And they happen to actually be our sister organization within Walmart. And so absolutely part of the, longer vision is really to start to enable activation from insights and that's really to me where the magic starts to to take place and so the short answer is is definitely stay tuned because activation to me is a very natural consequence of insights and we'll be looking at more than just advertising activation but what other forms of activation can we implement
1: yeah, I've never thought I'd ever say this on a podcast, but are you hiring? Um, now, now, part of that—I'm not joking about me because I'm really—I'm not a good employee. Um, but, but I expect a lot of listeners are going, "Wow, that's really cool. I'd like to be a part of that." So, how, how can folks connect with? I don't want you to be inundated, right? How can folks connect with the organization to explore partnerships or employment or something of that nature? What's the best path?
2: Yeah, so we are scaling. In terms of people and talent and we could not be more excited about who we've attracted over the last year from some phenomenal product business account management data science design i mean the list goes on and on so you know for those who are listening and are interested we are absolutely hiring folks can even email me directly we are hiring in a lot of different functions And there are a lot of roles that are open and available both on the Walmart careers website as well as LinkedIn. And so, if anybody also wants to connect with me, I'd be more than happy to point them in the right direction. But we have a lot of amazing roles open and they're really meant for folks who enjoy groundbreaking work, navigating the unknowns, and really being entrepreneurial about data. And so, yeah, absolutely. For anybody listening who's interested, we would love to get to know you and and present to you the, the different roles that are open on our team.
1: And then, on that note, we'll, we'll wrap up. Lynn and I were talking beforehand, and I had mentioned that after IAX, my family and I drove from Austin up through that area of Arkansas and Missouri and kind of Oklahoma, kind of up in that, that cluster, and how gorgeous it is. So, for what it's worth, if you hear this and you get excited and you thought, what, Bentonville, Arkansas? I'm telling you, Gorgeous. that is God's country. It is amazing. So after our trip, we decided to buy property in Kentucky. Now I'm kind of wishing I had like, well, maybe I should have <laughs> looked at Arkansas because wow, this is so cool. Yeah. So. <laughs> and
2: and and I'll add also, so Northwest Arkansas, as someone who was not born and raised here, was the best surprise I've had in the last five years incredible location and Walmart is building a beautiful campus. So please check it out. But also we have campuses both in California and in Hoboken, New Jersey. And so for those of you who are in those areas as well, please do not hesitate to check out the roles that we have open because we do have a few locations, I think Chicago and Dallas as well. And so we are very flexible in terms of location and, and would love to chat with you about open roles.
1: So do you, do you want to give your email address or?
2: Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Linda Lomolino on LinkedIn, if anybody would like to connect and linda.lomolino at walmart.com. If anybody wants to shoot me a resume or just a note, I would love to hear from you.
1: All right. You open the floodgates, Linda. <laughs> Be prepared.
2: Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I get excited
1: getting all in every podcast. So please past guests, future guests, don't. But man, this is just really cool. It's all cool, but to hear this is this is something that I've been predicting for years was going to happen. So there's a some level of personal satisfaction. We'll see. I guess <laughs> I wasn't crazy, was I? But more than that, it's just the possibilities of adding value, right? Of making consumers' lives better, you know, helping the entire ecosystem that is built around Walmart with your presence and scale. It's just, it's cool. It's great. So congratulations. Really? It's just awesome. Thank congratulations.
2: you. Thank you.
1: All right. So <laughs> I think we're, we're, we're running to the top of the time. We will definitely have another, another conversation, Linda.
2: Good.
1: So thank you for, for being here. Our audience, thank you for listening. I hope you were taking notes because this was an important one guys and tune in for the next one, which will be important as well, but just in a different way than maybe this one was. So that's it. Everybody be well, take care. Bye-bye.